Hello there everybody, what's going on? I'm thinking I need to get a musical intro for the start of the episodes. Um, how's it going? Welcome back. Check out me on uh, Twitter. Good grief. Go to Twitter. Stop by, say hi. Comment on the episodes. Ask questions. Get answers. It's a good time. Look, there's something out in the middle of the road. Um, what was I saying? I'm sorry. Easily distracted, this one is. I, um, I wanted to talk about kind of, kind of something I talked about in the last episode about getting a piece of property in town, out of town, whatever. Um, Kind of part of my backstory is that I used to be pretty hardcore on the idea of being a prepper. Okay. Um, I married a woman who already had some children, and I love them very much, and I treat them as my own. But it didn't really sink in that I was a dad until my first biological child came along. And it was one of those holy crap moments and everything scared me. I wouldn't let anybody touch my child. (laughs) Get away from my son, please. Um, It brought on the fear for me. And it wasn't really that bad until I got my first smartphone. And it was the the iPhone 3, uh, 3GS. And the most amazing thing that this phone could do, in my humble opinion, was I could listen to podcasts. I didn't know what a podcast was until I had had this phone for a couple of months. Like, good grief, people make radio shows and put them up on the internet, and I can listen to them whenever I want. Not only did people do that, but people recorded their their shows, like the actual people on the radio, like, I don't know, um... I want to say like Bob and Tom. I don't know if everybody knows who Bob and Tom is, but people like that, like the the morning shows on the radio, would record their shows and put the audio up on uh, up on podcast. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. And one of the very first podcasts 
that I listened to was called the Survival Podcast. And it, it kind of played into the idea because, like I've said before, I'm a, I've got a deep respect and reverence for nature. I love being out in the wilderness, just walking around in the trees. I feel like I've, I've come home. Back in my drug and alcohol days, one of the things that I used to do was sit around and watch TV, and I would watch all those survival shows, uh, uh, Survivor Man, Man vs. Wild, uh, Ray Mears, um, Dual Survival. Dual Survival was one of my favorites, okay? And the two original guys on there, Dave Canterbury and Cody Lundin, are still two of my favorite people to to, to watch um, Cody Lundin not so much on, out in front of the camera anymore but Dave Canterbury had a YouTube channel before, during, and after the show he still runs his own little wilderness outfit, outfitters channel and he's got a, a school for wilderness survival and stuff like that it's 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 really neat. And I guess the algorithm on my phone caught some of my searches and brought that up on the on the podcast feed. Brought up the uh, the survival podcast with Jack Spearco. Great show if you're into if you're into preparedness, survivalness, you know, survivalism, I don't know what the proper word is. Um, if you're into any of that, that it's a great place to start. And finish, in my opinion. I mean, lots of, lots of great information. One of the things that, you know, well, we'll get into that in a little bit. I I started listening to this podcast, and, it, and it's the whole prepper thing, and it got me scared. And you know, the economy's going to collapse. Then we're going to get invaded. And after they've washed our brains, then a meteor is going to strike the planet, put us in a nuclear winter, and then the sun's going to explode. All in about three weeks. <laughs> That's not exactly how how the show put it across, but I listened I listened to that podcast for you know hours a day until I got caught up and then I consumed even more podcasts just like it. And and the general feel of it was is that we're all gonna die soon something bad's going to happen real soon and I'm not ready and my kids and my family and 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 I just freaked out man and it's a and it's a big source of of the stuff that I've got it 
eventually I got into minimalism and I reduced the amount of prepper stuff that I have. And it was kind of one of those things where I realized that I didn't need 15 knives to do 15 things if I had two that did like 20 different things then awesome I don't gotta worry about those two knives the way Taoism fits into this for me is that Taoism feels like it's more of a reaction. Not so much trying to control a situation or an environment or or anything like that. Just worry about you and you being ready and whatever happens, happens. That's kind of, yeah. I I used to have a different podcast, a whole different brand. Okay, if you're interested, you go check it out. It was called Hey Man. Um, you can you can kind of look at the evolution of me up to about June or July. I started in. March, February, March, and I put out a lot of content, uh, 150 episodes, but it, it just, it started falling apart towards the end, it was a bit much, plus the minimalism was really getting me to that place where I was on a bit of a spiritual trip which eventually led me to here. Several stops along the way, but here I am. I... I got into the minimalism, and I was still a prepper. And I started that podcast saying that I was a I was a prepper with minimalist tendencies and I wanted to apply minimalism to preparedness so that it wasn't you know if it wasn't the main thought then it to be kind of a side thought in the background kind of thing so that you know if if something were to happen I'm I'm not ruling out the possibility of something bad happening because it could happen but my thing is, is that if if everybody were to start a homestead and only know that, then if something were to come up and you had to, what they call, bug out, if you had to do that, then you'd have to carry everything on your back. And to make everything as multi-purpose as possible and the, and the further I dug into this 
this idea, this philosophy, this mindset. The further I got into it, the more I realized that it's it's not it's not about that label of being a prepper anymore. It's it's more of a of a being ready for whatever. To be, to to minimize the amount of crap in your life, as 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 much as possible. I I see these guys. I keep calling them kids, but there's older people that do it too. They're not exactly kids anymore, but they're they're called digital nomads. And they travel the world, and all of their possessions fit in the backpack. They don't own a home. They don't own a car. They might leave some of their stuff with family members who do have houses. But they have a business online that doesn't require a physical address to operate. And they just, you know... Some of them live a, a little bit better than the rest of them, but for the most part, it's just a you know you you realize that you don't need all of this stuff, and it's it also kind of made me look at at homeless people as far as inspiration for being a being an example for you know being a, a minimalist in an urban situation as far as some sort of you know event occurring you know the 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 homeless people, they don't have a house. They most of them don't have a car. Some of them have bikes and, and stuff like that. And I, I was looking at these guys going, you know, these, these are the, you know, the, the modern hunter-gatherers. You know, the, the urban version of the modern hunter-gatherers. They, they all of their stuff for the most part I guess they carry all of their stuff on their back and in order to be able to survive carrying all of your stuff on your back your life gets minimized down to a few select things and you better make sure it's worth having carrying around So the, the whole prepper idea, you know, I, I kind of evolved along with the show, with the survival podcast show, to a, to a state of mind that I, how do I say, I... I wasn't 
so much a prepper anymore. I didn't have to stretch the word to apply to me because the word permaculture came up. And think of permaculture as a as a a type of farming. And I was looking at it, I was like, farmers, yeah man. They grow food, they, you know, they've got you know all the animals and whatnot and all the food and they're pretty much a a self contained entity out in the out in the not necessarily the wilderness but not in city limits. Not easy access if something you know, some sort of apocalyptic event the zombies have invaded and you know it's you've got food, you've got water you've got a a system of things that you know cycle with the with the seasons and whatnot and uh, that's that's it right there man It doesn't necessarily have to carry that scary word of prepper anymore. But I do have that hashtag down in the show notes of hashtag permaculture. And that that's gonna open up a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay. Um Like I said, kind of the one of those big ultimate goals is have to is to have a home, to own my own home, to have a, a nice piece of area property, to have a, a big garden. Hopefully, be able to do some small livestock and and try to recreate that system but not on such not on a on a scale that one would consider it to be a farm like i live in i live in southwest missouri it's very rural out here rural 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 i hate that word there's a lot of farms out here and and most of the farms that I drive by and look, they don't have a garden. It's a, a corn farm or it's a horse farm or for the most part in this area, it's either corn or it's cows. Or hay. And it's you know, I, I look at all of this land sitting out here that you know, nothing's really going on with it. And all of these, you know, the, the big fancy houses sitting on them and the big fancy barns and these people have got, they've got to keep this machine going in order to keep, to, to keep the house and the barn and all the fancy cars and stuff. But they're not, they're not, they're not growing any of that food for them. 
And I just keep thinking of like all of this, all of this land, all of this space going to waste because you know, they're growing all of this food and 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 shipping it off somewhere else. And on the way home, they've got to stop at the grocery store to get something to eat for dinner. Like, wait a minute, that what a messed up little system that is. I'm sure it's not that way for everybody. I, I get it. But what if... What if that was something that everybody did? That instead of having to... Go to a job that you hate. To make a bunch of money to have the big fancy house and the sports cars and all the all the stuff that comes along with it that you've been sold by this narrative that you could live a more simple life work a couple of less hours a day make enough money to cover your bills mortgage and whatnot. And you can spend more time on your property growing food, food that feeds you. And then the excess, you could take to a farmer's market, make a few extra bucks on the side, buy some more crops or trade for, you know, other livestock or whatever, you know, and I'm not, I'm not a farmer, I don't know exactly how it all works, but... I got a a pretty basic idea, you know. but it not necessarily having to be this, you know, having ten thousand head of cattle and many thousands of acres of land to feed all of them. And a, you know, it, a lot of people call call farmers living a simple life, and I. I've, I've tried my hand at backyard chickens and, and rabbits and stuff, and if that's, if that's a simple life, then, man, I'd, I'd rather go work at McDonald's. <laughs> Working at McDonald's is the simple life, all right? <laughs> if, you, if you work at McDonald's and you live within your means, that's the simple life, boys and girls, not being a farmer. Oh man, this pod, this episode is going way long. Okay, I'm I'm just gonna cut this one off, and maybe we'll pick the topic back up in a later episode or something. But it, it I, I wanted to kind of address a little bit of where I come from and that kind of thing that, and draw a little bit of a relationship between preparedness and Taoism because I'm I'm getting the the feeling that you know that Taoism is is right up there with me whenever I was talking about instead of being a, a prepper with minimalist tendencies being a minimalist with prepper tendencies that you know everybody's got this thing that they prepare for like a 
zombie apocalypse or or some event and I felt like that the the best way to prepare for an event would be to just you know just be ready not no not my my prepper plan was to react Okay, not necessarily like like look at a zombie apocalypse. Okay, it's not real. I get it, but you know, use the metaphor for you know some sort of pandemic, like the movie The Stand wipes out all of those people. Ninety-five percent of the Earth's population gets wiped out by this this super flu, Captain Trips. And I'm looking at this situation like, okay, I, I get it. Societal chaos may not be a bad idea to have a month or two's worth of food sitting around ready to go. But once you start once you start building up past that, it it seems like a bit much because you know it, it's going to be one of those things where people die off in waves like if there's if there were some sort of uh, event where the grid went down the electrical grid went down in this in this country there's going to be waves of people that die off you know not not to sound too doom and gloom about it, but it, it's it is what it is. And after X amount of time, there's going to be a lot of a lot of food just laying around waiting to be eaten. I'm not saying don't you know don't start a garden, don't can up the excess, don't put it on a shelf for a rainy day kind of thing I'm not saying that but what I am saying is that maybe maybe some of this prepper stuff goes a bit too far that instead of you know having two three four or five years worth of food sitting around the house taking up a bunch of space that you don't have maybe three, six months, maybe, if that, stocked up and ready to go, or at least in in rotation with the regular food that you eat. Or having your garden established for, you know, X amount of years, and you've got, you collect your own seeds, and, and you know, you've got this whole closed loop system thing going on. It's it, it's one of those things that used to be me that I've I've shed off, but not not completely. I I I see it as a as a smart move. You know, the the stuff that 
the stuff that we get at the store has got a bunch of nasty chemicals sprayed all over it. It comes out of a box, that kind of thing. But to be able to, you know, I, I see, I see a bit of the Dallas philosophy in being able to establish a garden on your property. You know, live a little more in tune with nature, not having, you know, not going out to Walmart or wherever and getting a bunch of, uh, you know, cancerous chemicals and whatnot and spraying it all over your food to, you know, bring about higher yields and stuff. I, I don't, I don't like any of that stuff. Yeah, that that's to me it doesn't it doesn't feel like living in harmony with nature but to to grow you know it, it, it's something called the three sisters garden where it's it's corn and beans and squash and those three things benefit from each other And their food. Not just for you, but for but for your livestock. And then your livestock takes that energy and those nutrients from the from the food, turns it into manure. That manure gets put back into the garden. And that and that cycle completes itself right there. all a lot of stuff that I hope to be able to talk about soon I may do a little bit of cheating and get some you know established bags of dirt and put them in uh, put them in buckets and containers and whatnot and little little tricks like that to you know do get off my butt and do something yeah I could sit here all day and and say all right well we got to do this we got to do that da, 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 and never get anything done until I get off my butt and do something all right all right so I, I've got at least two episodes in this one episode <laughs> and I've covered a variety of, of topics Sorry about bouncing around so much. If if there's something in this episode you'd like to talk about, feel free to go to uh, Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Dallas Daddy, and you'll see me. I got the the red and black flannel shirt on, awesome beard, but very sleepy looking eyes that's me you're more than welcome to go there and ask a question you're also more than welcome to email me dallasdaddy at gmail.com 
Let me know what you think about the show. If you are someone that's that's into any of the hashtags that I put up, if you're a, a farmer, a permaculturist, a Taoist, a Taoist teacher, master, whatnot, if you do Tai Chi, I'd like, oh man, I'd love to have a conversation with you. We can start it out at an email and maybe move on to, you know, some other form of communication, phone call or, or uh, you know, FaceTime or some, something like that, okay? Um, I very much look forward to interacting with you and thank you for checking out my podcast and I will talk to you later, man. Goodbye.